Welcome to the Modern Direct Seller Podcast, where we talk about strategy, training, and systems to help you reach big goals and find success in direct sales. I'm your host, Becky Launder, a San Diego mama, marketing junkie, and sales strategist that has built several six-figure businesses and is on a mission to share the new modern ways to rock your biz. If you're a go-getter direct seller and looking for actionable strategies, you are in the right place. This is for you. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. We have an amazing guest here with us on the podcast. We have Kimberly Polita. She is a leader with Sensi and has built an extraordinary brand online. Also one of our members in Academy VIP. So asked her to join us here on the podcast today to talk a little bit about branding and social and system and video and all the things. So with that said, welcome, Kimberly. I'm so happy you are here. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, for those that have not yet met you, why don't we just jump in, get started, let everyone know a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your business, who you serve. Yeah, for sure. So just taking it back a little bit, I was a multi-unit leader for Target. And so I was working 60 hours a week on call 24-7. And I ended up finding this like little candle that I loved. And so I was a customer for a really long time. And there was this point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to want to stay home with my family. Why don't I just go ahead and jump in with this? So I pretty much turned from coming in as a customer into building it into a business. Amazing. So good. So left full-time working crazy hours at Target and really are full-time now in your business. Now, did that transition take place like overnight? Was there some planning involved? Give us a little bit of sense of the timeline. How long have you been at it and what did that look like at that point in your life? Yeah. So as of right now, I've been with Cincy for over a decade, which just ah! blows my mind. It blows Don't you my feel mind. like you're like, I'm not old enough for that? You no, know, <laughs> I, I know. I still feel like I'm 18. But yeah, whenever I started, I was just kind of sharing with my friends and family. It wasn't that big of a deal, but there was literally a switch in my brain where I was like, I can make this happen. I can make this a full-time income. And literally from that point, I started doing those income producing activities. I started reaching out to friends and family to see if they would, you know, help me pretty much relaunch my business because I had already started. See if they could help me relaunch, get new people into my funnel. And I haven't stopped ever since. That was pretty much eight or nine years ago. So I haven't stopped since. I love that. Well, and I think that that really speaks to the fact that you built a, a really big business and following, but you're still actively working the business. I think sometimes there's thoughts out there that you build a business and then things just happen or you just kind of coast or business just keeps coming to you. And in some sense it does, but in other ways, I love that you're out there and you're you're working it and you're focusing on those things that are really moving the needle in your business. So one thing that I love about you and, and part of the reason why I wanted to share this episode with our listeners is that you have an incredible brand presence across 
really all the channels. You have your own website, you have blog, you're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the places. So tell us a little bit about what's your favorite platform and why. Yeah. So I think right out the gate, my website and my blog, I feel like I have to say it. That's my favorite because I own it. Yes, I own 100% of it. I have full control. I can never lose it. But my business would not be where it's at without YouTube. So I found my sponsor through YouTube. So I thought, well, she's successful. I'm just going to do what the successful people do. So I literally, that was my first channel that I started was a YouTube channel and my YouTube channel has changed so much over the years. But at this point, 90% of the people who have joined my team over the entire decade found me through YouTube. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I have to say this because I think a lot of times we kind of think all social media platforms are created equal, right? But your website and your blog is searchable. People are going to find you. And I'm sure people are finding you there from content that you've created maybe five years ago at this point, right? Right. And I feel like YouTube is the same kind of system, right? YouTube, your videos gain visibility over time. And when you look at your most popular videos, I know at least for me, some of them are videos I created a really long time ago that I'm quite frankly, not super duper proud of even at this point, but they have tons of visibility. So I love that kind of your favorite places to hang out are those platforms that you know that the work you're putting in today is going to pay off for you, you know, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, because they're really going to gain visibility over time. Is that something that you consciously were aware of when you were stepping into building your brand? No, absolutely not. Probably within the last two years that has came to the forefront. So like, you know, SEO, search engine optimization, not just on my website, but literally in my YouTube title, in the description, even in Instagram, they're saying now, like, you don't have to use hashtags anymore because it's really SEO driven in your description. But now what I do is I really use Google. So if someone searches for whatever term, the first thing that pops up is normally YouTube videos. So how can I ensure that my YouTube video and even TikTok is in the Google search now? So I want to make sure that I am visible in that Google search. And I do that through having a YouTube video for whatever that search term is, having a TikTok video for whatever that search term is, and then also have something on my blog for that search term. So I'm like a triple threat when it comes to the Google search. Right. So, so, so smart. Okay. So I have to ask you this, and this wasn't a question I sent you ahead of time, but you know, I think a lot of times when we're creating content on social, we think that we create content and then we get a sale. So is that your experience in creating content? I mean, on any platform that you create a video about a specific product, are you seeing immediate results from that content that you've put out there? It really just depends. So if it is like a limited time offer, so something that is very niche and specific, yes. But if it's something that's a normal item that we always sell, not really. So it takes people numerous times seeing me to become a customer in that sense. That's why it's always so important. So even if I've already answered or done a video about this specific topic, just do it again, do it in shorts or just word it a different way or show something a little bit different. So that way the content is out there again, but it's still relevant. Yeah. 
Yeah. So something you said right there, I think is really important to highlight that people have to see you multiple times in most cases before making a purchase. So a one-off video on YouTube is probably not going to get your desired results, right? But when you're putting out content on the regular and people are seeing you and getting to know you, then that's when you're starting to see things convert into sales. Correct. And if you're only on one platform, you're just hitting a very small specific, and it might not be small, but you're hitting a very specific group of people. So I love to be everywhere, but Mm -hmm. share the same content everywhere. And I know that goes against the grain of what so many people teach. Like she like put content out for this specific audience, but my audience on Facebook, they probably aren't on TikTok or they probably aren't over on YouTube. So I do. I like to I got this from Grant Cardone from the 10X rule, like being omnipresent, mm-hmm. just be everywhere and creating that piece of content that I can just put everywhere helps me literally be on every single platform yeah. at the same time. So I'm hitting like 10 times the amount of people that I would if I was just posting it on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook. I love that. And you're getting more mileage for that content that you're creating because let's be real, like, I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing you don't have an entire production team behind the scenes that are making all of this content for you. You know, it's not Gary Vee where somebody's following you around every day and has a whole entourage of, you know, people that are supporting them. So I think being intentional about creating content and then sharing it across platforms is a great way of working smarter versus harder because, when you're creating that content, I mean, it takes a lot of effort and energy. So you really do want to give it as much mileage as you possibly can. Yep. Hands down. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about your content creation process. So is there a platform that you create for first? What does that look like? How do you plan what topics you're going to record and really kind of how you're showing up. Do you have a calendar? Give us like a behind the scenes of what that process looks like for you. Yeah, all the things. So I like to create my content. And just for this, I really like video. So I really like shorts, things like that. Um, So I like to create my content in Instagram just because number one, I'm just really familiar with it. And I feel like there's more things that I can utilize within Instagram. And then before I push it, I just download that because there's really no audio behind it at that point. And so that way I can repurpose that everywhere. So as far as my calendar, there's always content that I'm going to have every single month. So whether it is, we have something called the warmer of the month. We get that every single month. I always have a specific order that comes. I'm always going to unbox that. I do postcards for my customers. I'm always going to have video. for. So those things go on my calendar first because they're there every single time. Then we have like the news or the informational type content. So we get news every Thursday. So on Thursday, Friday, I'm putting out news type content and then everything else, like the rest of the calendar, I love to use answerthepublic.com. So I do not just, oh, well, let me just throw something out there and see if it's going to stick or I'm going to post what I want to post today. I love to use something like answer the public or also asked.com. So I just put in a search term like just Cincy, for example, and it will tell me what people are searching for on Google. So I take that and those specific things become my video topics. Now, some of those are going to be long form videos. 
that can be evergreen content. Some of them are going to be short form video. I can answer that question in under 30 seconds. Those are great for, you know, shorts, reels, TikToks. But I like to plan out everything a month at a time. And I use Notion. Have you ever heard of Notion? Yes. I actually just did a little like sideline parallel task because we use ClickUp and we were considering using Notion as our project management system. So I have, I'm not deep into Notion, but we've just been playing around with it inside our team too. Yeah. There are so many different things that you can do with Notion. And one of the things that I love about it is you can make it whatever you want it to be. So if you want it yeah. to be like it's a like document, a blank slate, yeah, you can make it a calendar. You can make it like a Trello board. However, your brain works a spreadsheet. So I use that for my calendar and it allows me to really plan out. And one thing I like about it too, is if I do a video and I reference another video mm-hmm. within Notion, I can tie those two videos together. So I know that those two are pretty much connected on social media as well. Super smart. Okay. So for short form content, you're kind of creating inside the app using Instagram starting there. That's the same thing I do, by the way. (laughs) I'm sure TikTok has all kinds of bells and whistles too, but I'm I'm still like partial to Instagram and, and I start there in Instagram. And then you're taking that short content and you're sharing it in YouTube shorts. You're sharing it in Facebook reels, sharing it, of course, on Instagram, uh, repurposing it on TikTok, kind of in all the places. And then for your longer form content, my guess is that you're creating that specifically for YouTube, right? Yep. And then that content can also go on my blog. I can create a blog post about that content and have it live on my video. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, so good. Okay. So you are a systems kind of girl, right? Like I know that about you. So tell us you use Notion. You've told us a little bit about that. Any other tools or apps that you feel like like you're using every day, you just couldn't live without. Yes. So even though I said Notion, I feel like I have tried every single follow-up system there is out there. Yeah. Um, But (laughs) the one thing that I am in every single day without fail is my spreadsheet. And it's literally a Google sheet, Mm -hmm. but I track everything when it comes to my customer. So like I track how many times they've ordered. I track what I've sent them as far as samples, their personal information, of course. And then I also have formulas in it. So I know how much they spent year to date by the quarter, by the catalog season. I just have so much information in here and then I can sort it and I can recognize the customers who were top in that period or what have you. But the one thing that sets Google Sheets apart from something like Notion is the ability to have add-ons. So I have an add-on called Package Tracker. So I can literally paste in the tracking link or the tracking number from UPS, FedEx, and it'll tell me where it is in the journey. So I can see when there's something out for delivery so I can start that process that day. Hey, it looks like it's out for delivery. Make sure when you get it, you send a picture, share it in stories, tag me, that kind of a thing. But I never have to go back into my back office. Like once I have that tracking link, I don't have to go back into my back office. I have it here and I see everything at a glance. So sorry, I love my spreadsheet. Pretty dreamy. I love my spreadsheets too. So Uh, let me ask you then, how do you have that connected to your back office or are you manually moving that data over? It's manual. So that's one of the very first things I do in the morning. Once I drop the girls up at school, I update my spreadsheet. If there were any new orders or anything Mm -hmm. that has shipped, that literally takes maybe five minutes to update unless we have this huge launch and I have an influx of orders, but it doesn't take 
that long to update. Yeah. But you're consistent. You're doing it every day. So I feel like with any kind of tracking system or follow-up system, if you're doing it on the regular, it doesn't become too overwhelming. But if it's something that you do once a month or every three months, or just when you feel like it, then it can feel a little bit overwhelming. (laughs) Yep. So I also use of course, Project Broadcast. Yes. To yes. communicate. I love JotForm to collect customer information, boards uh-huh. for the things that I say every day, CapCut, if I'm going to be editing a video outside of Instagram, yep. Canva, Lightroom. But the one thing that I don't see people mentioning is YNAB. Have you ever heard of You Need a Budget? I feel like I have, but I've feel like I don't know it enough. So tell us more. So I feel like every business owner, it doesn't matter the level of business you are in, you need a budget is the best thing. It helps me plan for the things that are coming. So like for right now, we just had our conference. I'm already putting aside money per, you need a budget for next year's convention. So that way, when it comes time to register, I'm not scrambling. Yeah. I literally have the funds ready to go because I've been planning for it a year in advance. So I do that for everything, transition period with our company, launches that I know that are coming. So it helps me, one, it helps me not be in debt. Yeah. It helps me stay ahead of that curve. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. I love that one. We will link to all of those tools and resources in the show notes also. So I have to ask because you're leading a very large team. So a lot of these systems that you've created or processes or really content that you're creating, is that something your team is able to lean into and leverage in their own business also? Yep. So when it comes to the spreadsheet, now I Everybody has to do their own. I know course, that my, my brain operates different than everybody else's when it comes to um, spreadsheets because a lot of people don't like spreadsheets. But yeah, so like all of the things that I do, my team has access to, whether it's blank versions or templates or things like that. So that way they're not having to start from that ground zero spot. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And I bet they're sharing your videos too. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Like if you're doing an unboxing and they want to share it with, you know, their customers. I mean, it's nice when you have really good, clean, high quality content to share for other people to lean on to also. I love that. Okay. So tell us, you know, I think sometimes we get really caught up in creating content, right? Creating content can be fun going into Canva and creating images or creating an Instagram reel and you know, this is a big part of the brand that you've developed and there's a direct tie-in with your monthly revenue and sales based on that content that you're creating. But how do you really keep that income producing activity at the forefront? I think sometimes we could just be spinning our wheels creating content all day, but I'm guessing there's some other income producing activities that you're doing beyond just creating the content. And sometimes we don't talk about that too publicly. People just see what you're doing outwardly. Like, oh, Kimberly posted another video on YouTube or, oh, her reel is so cute over there on Instagram. But what are those other activities that you're doing in your business to drive sales beyond the content creation process? Yeah. So every single day, um, with the exception of Saturday, I have a power hour. So some people do power 30s or what have you. um, But I really set that intentional time to work on my business and not get distracted from the scroll. So I set a timer and I do my ABCs. So I set a 10 minute 
timer for active selling. So I'm doing my follow-ups. I'm reaching out. If there's something that I know someone would like, I'm having those conversations one-on-one. I set a 30-minute timer for building relationships. So you know, finding like I have a feed on Facebook that's just my customers. I'm going in there. I am commenting. I'm building those relationships. I also use that time to network, to find new people to follow or to bring into my funnel. And then the last 20 minutes is just for creating content. So whether that is an email for the day or a video, whatever that looks like, I'm spending not a lot of time on the content creating. But, and here's the key with this. I only start conversations within this power hour. I don't finish them. So I finish once that power hour is done because I feel like when I start those conversations, I want to continue. I want to talk, but I'm not being as productive as I could be. So during that hour, I'm just starting those conversations. And then once that hour is done, then I come back and finish those conversations. Well, I'm loving this. That is an incredible system. And I love the part about starting conversations because I think I do something similar, but I have never really been super aware of me actually doing that, right? Like I know I need to follow up with a bunch of people. So I'll shoot out a bunch of messages and then I kind of loop back later on the day and respond back to a lot of the messages that I receive. And I think it's a more productive use of our time versus just having that back and forth conversation, which we know (laughs) we could be doing that for hours with some people that are chatty. So love that you're starting the conversations. And this is one hour that you have blocked out six days a week to consistently work your business. I mean, I I love that. And I think you could even like scale it down, right? Like you're working your business full time. But for somebody that is more side gig, part time hobbyist, like I think you could probably do it in like 20 minutes if you were just like, I'm getting in, I'm getting out. And of course, you can multiply that over time if you want to do more too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, and there are some days where I'm like, I could have built more relationships. I'm just going to sit on the couch and I'm going to, you know, find the people, of course. I have to make sure that they're not a consultant because I have a lot of consultant followers or I'm following them. So really honing in on the people who aren't my customer yet Mm -hmm. and building relationships with them. So that way, one, I show up more in their feed as well. Yeah. Well, and one thing you mentioned, and you just barely touched on it, but you have a separate feed on Facebook specifically for customers. So you've curated that feed or kind of given people... I forget what it is, like a tag on Facebook to add them into a separate category. So you're seeing their content beyond like your neighbor or your childhood friend or whoever else might be showing up on your Facebook feed. Yeah. Facebook has changed so much over the years. You used to put them in a list and you used to be able to see that list on Facebook. And then they did away with that, but you could still see it in another app called Friendly, but then they did away with that. So now what I do is I take my, I think it's 30, my 30 newest customers that I have on Facebook and I add them as a favorite. Favorites, okay. And then you can see your favorites feed. Yeah. On mobile or on desktop. And that's on Facebook? Yep. Because you can do the same on Instagram too, right? I have a favorites list of corporate clients that I want to make sure that I'm seeing their posts and I'm showing up and I'm commenting and engaging with them as well. So you could essentially do 30 over on Facebook and maybe 30 over on Instagram. Right. And then thought to your feed to just see that content. Yep. So good. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation so much. Okay. So any tips for those that might be listening right now and they're like, whoa, 
Kimberly is leaps and bounds beyond where I currently am. You know, goals. I want to have all the spreadsheets. I want to have the systems. I want to have an hour a day that I can carve out for power hours. But right now, like I'm just kind of, you know, dipping my toes in the water. So any tips for those that are just getting started in building their brand, leveraging digital marketing strategies, or anything maybe if you were to start over again that you'd start with first? Yeah, for sure. So I know that me saying being omnipresent can scare some people, but the very first thing that I would do if I was starting over is I would find my username, like Mm -hmm. I would identify what that is, and I would secure that username on every single platform. Even if you're not ready to be active on that platform yet, secure that username. So that way you can say, I'm XYZ everywhere. So it just makes it so much easier for people to find you. And then like when it comes to branding, just know that your brand is going to change. It will evolve. Like a teal used to be my color, but now I'm like, why am I pinning myself down to like this one color scheme? So now like my color scheme is the entire rainbow. Like, it's so people bright know- and happy. Yeah. I love your yeah, colors. So people know me now as just all the colors. It's It's all the rainbow, super bright. But just know that it's going to change. So whatever you choose now, it might not be that in a couple of years or maybe in a couple of months, but you got to try to see what you like, see what's going to fit you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. We've gone through many brand revamps over here. And I would think the same thing about like a website, like just get it out there because you're going to want to redo your homepage in like three months anyway. (laughs) And that page that you thought that it was perfect and a little bit longer, you're going to want to tweak it. And that's the beauty of it, that it can grow and it can evolve and people are still going to recognize you and still follow you even as your brand continues to grow. So great, great tips there. Uh, Just for fun, what's your favorite office supply? I know you're more digital, but do we have an office supply that we love? So I would say my Apple Pencil, but if I'm going to choose, it's going to be a pen. Yes. And I love... I think you pronounce it tool, but it's T-U-L with a line over the U, I think. Okay. You can admit any office supply store, but they are just delightful to write with. Like the ink is colorful and it just writes so well. Yeah. A good pen makes all the difference. Yes. It yes. really does. It makes and of course, I, list I, way better. <laughs> I love my erasable pen too. Friction. Friction erasable yes. pen. Yes. So good. So good. It's amazing. I I was just at a conference last week and somebody said they had one of our modern drag seller friction pens. And she said, I think somebody took my pen. I had oh, no. it sitting right here and somebody took it and I had an extra one. I'm like, it's okay. I got you covered. And she's like, really? Because this is the only pen that I write with now. Yes. So good. <laughs> Once you get attached, you got you to gotta so stick with it. Uh, well, Kimberly, tell us, where can we find you? Where can we connect? Where can we learn more? And I think you even have a little bit of a freebie for us to check out too, right? Yeah. So Wickless Kimberly everywhere on your favorite platform. I'm probably there. And if you are wanting to get into home fragrance, uh, maybe you're new to it. I do have a guide for creating personalized scent experiences. And if you're not a wax and warmer person, I personally love the pods. And that's who I target is the mamas. Because, you know, kids, dogs running around, I hate for wax to be spilled or anything. So pods is my go-to. So that way there's no spills, no mess. Amazing. Well, we will link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I love this conversation. I feel like there were so many nuggets in it. I have a feeling people are going to listen to it at least once, maybe twice 
to really grab all the good stuff out of it and take a good look at those show notes too, because you unpacked a ton of amazing resources and tips here for our listeners. So thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. I appreciated the time. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Kimberly. This episode is sponsored by the Modern Direct Seller Fall Success Sprint. Our success sprint is just about to kick off. If you're looking for eight weeks of accountability, coaching, and strategy, check out the sprint. We would love for you to join us as we spend eight weeks together navigating the challenges of our business, overcoming those hurdles, and making big strides together. Take a peek over at moderndirectseller.com slash success sprint. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Modern Direct Seller Podcast. For more sales tips, strategy, and systems for your direct sales business, visit your one-stop shop, moderndirectseller.com. Until next time, get out there and go rock your biz.